Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rage! Hi, Z. Hi, Christmas edition. Oh, yeah. What is that song? Um, I can't remember. It's something of the bells. Chris, I thought it was ding, 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 songs. Oh, yeah. And all they've got, really, let's be honest, is Bruce Springsteen Santa Claus is coming to town or Stevie Nicks with a little bit of But also, as if old mate, the other one from Wham, that's not George Michael, isn't loving Christmas time because the checks just roll on in. Don't worry about indie cred as a muso and writing something that, you know, is going to be all thumbs up with your bandmates. Just write a cheesy Christmas carol like last Christmas and you'll be on high rotation for the rest of your life. But it's just rubbish. Last Christmas I gave you my heart. See, I I don't mind it. That and the Mariah Carey one. I like the Mariah Carey. Everyone. I know that it's like up there with Bette Midler love. A bloke's not supposed to do it. Mm. But all I want for Christmas is you. Yes. I went to a Christmas carol concert uh, last week because, unbeknownst to me, Plus One is a bandit for a carol. Really? Loves him, apparently. Now, does he go to the candle and the little, you know, the, the, uh, the styrofoam cup? No, because we went to one at the Sydney Town Hall, so it's highly flammable indoors. No, it was very Christ-heavy. Really? I forgot. Funnily enough, his birthday. I know, but I forgot how much Christ there is in Christmas because it was the whole story of you know (laughs) Bethlehem and the Nativity and all that kind of bizzo, and then there was you know songs and frankincense and myrrh. Did we ever work out what myrrh is? It was the very first Calvin Klein that he ever put out there. Because there's the CK1, CK Summer and CK Moor. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Now, Rach, being the Christmas spectacular, oh, I've yeah. upgraded it now to the Paul and Rach Christmas spectacular. I have a gift for you. Oh, really? Okay. Now, oh, oh, really? You haven't got one for me? No. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, now, normally, I'm going on your show tonight. Correct. There's my gift. <laughs> It's quite a gift a couple of days out from Christmas, I'll tell you. Uh, now, normally, uh, Rachel's story time, we read a story from Picture Magazine. Yeah. Now, it was my job to go and get a new Picture Magazine. Mm-hmm. I've gone to a store where, as a young man, I bought my Picture Magazines. I bought my People Magazines. They don't sell them anymore. What? They only sell the tough stuff. So, <laughs> I'm presenting you with your Christmas present, which is... Club International. Club International. Comes in a plastic sleeve. This is going to be some tough stuff. So I don't know if there's stories in here or not, but I've just grabbed it and I've bought it and I've thought, well, let's, during the podcast, if at any time you hear Rach screaming, it's because she's hit page 12. The ad's on the back of this very is, this is, rude. This is, there's, this is nothing left to the imagination. Do you want me to yeah, open yeah, it open now? It. The, let me begin by saying that I've always been terribly uncomfortable. I get the idea of covering this up because it's not for children's eyes as they're going to the card section. But 
uh, why do they have to cover it in plastic? Yeah. You know, it just seems to me like that's... Makes f- it extra dirty. It, it does. Well, I must say, a little touch here for the dear listener, mm. Rach is, is holding this with just two fingers, <laughs> thinking that somehow it's diseased. It already looks like someone's, you know, sort of... Something's gone wrong here. Something's gone wrong here. All right, let's open this baby Merry up. Merry Christmas. Here we go. Ooh. Double wrapped. Oh, God, Ooh. there's CDs. No, DVDs. Oh, DVDs. What's this one? Goodness. Slamming amateurs. <laughs> Can you give us a review of these next podcast? Like, I will not even be able to get through it. What is? What? Why don't these girls get an education? Oh yes, well, maybe that's s- how they pay for it. Oh, oh, well, that's true. That looks like Sophie Monk on the cover. Oh dear God! No, Rachel's on page three, people. So I don't know if there's any stories in it, but if there are. Can you find them for us, and we'll read them a little later in the uh, in the thing. But Merry Christmas, darling! Thanks. I've given you the gift of pornography. Well, no, love, <laughs> love. love. There is not an ounce of love in this. Keep <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I want to just go back to Carol's at Town Hall. For I thought a there was going to be another story about India. Oh, no. I liked the last podcast. We're well and truly over India. We've forgotten all about it. Um, although the deli belly did stick around for longer than I anticipated. Oh, how did the, uh, the frozen sample go? The frozen sample went okay. Did it say um, that you were a character from Frozen? <laughs> no, it didn't. Everything was okay in the sample. But the uh, course of antibiotics didn't kill whatever I... So I had to go on another course oh, of antibiotics. Superbug. Superbug. It was crazy. Um, but back to Carol's uh, at the town hall. Plus one has been been going to this particular event for three years so far in a row. So lifelong. Lifelong. <laughs> lifelong. Um, and wouldn't miss it for the world. You know, his favourite Christmas carol is Oh Holy Night. Oh? Which is just a bit of a nothing Christmas carol for mine. But even, you know, Little Drummer Boy is better than Oh, that. Little Drummer Boy. <laughs> anyway, there's obviously an older crowd at the Christmas carol. So behind me, there are a couple of old blokes just having a great old time. And so part of the process of the, the program was that they would take us through a few stories. You know, there was a Christmas jokes section. Oh, dear. <laughs> they were, as you could imagine. What, like like the bad sort of hat joke? Not that bad. People would come up and sort of tell a joke. For example, it was Christmas at the monastery. Oh, of And when you... When it's I've heard Christ- this one. Great. No, no, keep going. <laughs> yeah. No, I haven't and, ever heard this And one. yet Christmas time in the monastery, because everybody, all the monks aren't allowed to speak throughout the year... There is one monk allowed to speak at the Christmas dinner and then they don't get to speak for another so three years. So this is like the purge, us. but of his thoughts. Exactly. So the first year the, the monk gets up and he says, <coughs> does this still work? <laughs> <laughs> I think that the mashed potato in the Christmas dinner was delicious and sits down again. And then 364 days of silence pass. And at the next Christmas dinner, the next monk stands up and he says, I found the mashed potato in the Christmas dinner absolutely disgusting and sits down and there's 364 days of silence. And then at the following Christmas dinner, the third monk gets up and says, I wish you guys would stop fighting. It's not bad, right? It's not bad. I'd go back to that show three years in a row. So those those are the kind of calibre of jokes. Wasn't expecting Rodney (laughs) Roo. No, that's true. (laughs) Santa. (laughs) But this bloke behind me, we get to the stage where it's the first Christmas carol, so we all stand up, and as you do, you know, I mean, in those kind of things, nobody's got a great voice, you know, so you sort of, you know, you don't sort of sing too loudly. We get up. Silent night, holy night. And a 
volume that was unnecessary. Like, I, he had, it had Did that. Did you start getting falsetto? Like, oh. <laughs> it had that dis- delivery that Hosanna just smacked. <laughs> that smacked of he really wanted somebody at the end of the show to turn around and go. Australia's got talent. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, did you ever have a job before you were legally allowed to have a job? Mm. So what is it, 14, nine months, I think? Yeah, no, I didn't. I had my first job was at 14 and nine months when I went into uh, McDonald's. Oh, good work. Mm. What did you? What was your main stuff? Uh, my main stuff was front counter. Uh, really? But then I got a... Big gig off the start. Well, they always sort of start your trainee on the front there, but your really stellar gig is you drive through window number one. Because it's all money. Well, that's all money, and it's all sitting, and it's all making burger collars. I don't know whether they still have collars around yes, the burger, paper collars around the burger, but you'd just, make, you'd just make burger collars while sitting there. That, and you had the added entertainment. I worked at a McDonald's that sort of had a high level of... Oh, what was this, a racist thing? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're actually going to get the first genuine racial hit from Arkell Bay. It just had a... I'm trying to work out a way... A different mix. It had a different mix, but in your sort of racial genre where they're very big on the overt hit-up of a woman. Oh. So you'd get a lot of blokes coming through drive through window number one. Hello, can I take your order? I'll have a small cheeseburger meal and your number. Ooh. A lot of that gear. A lot of that gear. So eventually I just got to the point where, and you know, you've got to be professional about this stuff and go, okay, sir, come down to drive through window number one. By the end of my career at Macca's, I mean, I worked there for three and a half years. You know, it just sort of started to get a bit, you haven't even seen my face, mate. Come down to drive through window number one. <laughs> like, just give it a rest. My thing is, is that, you know, I, I worked in a news agency before that, a bit of paper on here and there. But I think that the workplace rules might be being bent by a, uh, a, a sort of, you know, mixed business not too far from my house where I'm pretty sure a kid in primary school <laughs> was behind the till. Now, you know these family operations <laughs> yep. where they might live upstairs or maybe there's just a whole other world beyond the curtain mm-hmm. where you can always hear a television and a crying baby every yep. now and then. Some of them just live behind the counter. Yeah, for some of they've got a little deep fryer <laughs> yeah. back there and going, okay, yep. I understand rent's a little expensive, yep. but perhaps we could do better than aisle three for the kids. <laughs> anyway, this kid, as I say, this would be a child no older than primary school. I don't think that primary school kids should be selling cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially when, oh, I have a pack of Winnie Blues things, and they're all plain packaging, and the kid knew where the Winnies were. Oh, of course. Now, this, this was mildly troubling for me. Mm. Mildly troubling for me. So I just thought, if you want to shoot us an email through the website or anything, is there a particularly unethical job that you did early in life? Yes. When maybe, just maybe, this is about as close as Australia will ever get to, I suppose, a blood diamond mine. I'm, <laughs> I'm not imagining there's a lot of histories there, but I remember, you know, when I went out with my dad when I was uh, 10, and this would be year five, mm. went out for a day, you know, with, with him on the truck. Um, it did result in me crushing my foot and having to lose my big toe. Oh, that's where it happened. But this is the sort of thing, maybe the ride along at work that gets a little out of control here. See, these are the things that happen when you go along with Dad to work. I've just remembered that I did actually go along with Dad to work because he owned a company and I used to just go and answer his telephones for him. And I with don't... a cute little girl voice? Well, this is the thing, right? Because, I mean, I think Dad, bless him... Loves us so much that he thought it was adorable. He's so proud. He's such a proud to dad. Make you work for ten hours for no money. <laughs> no. That's that's not adorable. I think that he thought, you know, when people rung up, 
check it out. I did this. I made this. Like, look at this. You know, this is impressive. But to me, now thinking about it as an adult, I mean, you're a professional organisation and somebody rings you in your international furniture importing and exporting business and, you know, a six-year-old answers the phone and says, Hello, Quality Imports. Uh, This is Rachel. Yeah, hi. Oh, Balinese Furniture, line two. You know, come on. I have to say, another example of why the business went bust. (laughs) You're listening to Paul and Rach. I must tell you a story about... A absolute tosspot of a bloke that I came across in the last couple of weeks. Despite calling plus one plus one, I have been his plus one on a number of things over the last couple of months. You are a well-travelled handbag. Yeah, I certainly am. I say that with the greatest yeah of respect, of, of course. course. Yes. I... I mean, as handbag go. <laughs> You are one that is held together currently with sticky tape. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I really am cashing in on this uh, on this deal of him being a travel writer. And we stayed in um, a couple of lovely hotels in our hometown in Sydney. And one of the places had a guest that was there who was staying for 30 days. Ooh. A local resident. I think he was Asbestos? probably <laughs> I think he was probably having some high-end renovations done so he moved into a hotel. We're I ta- want marble everything. Exactly. We're talking about your upper echelon sort of very douchey business bloke. Anyway, so we went in there on the first night and ran into him sort of talking to the manager with a bit of, oh, I, I thought I'd give you a few tips on what I've seen around the hotel that I think could be improved. Clunk. Yeah, just one of those <laughs> blokes. Anyway, so we we were down in breakfast the following morning and he was there and he was having a business meeting with one of his mates who'd come in for, to have the meeting at the, at the restaurant. And he's talking about this hotel. And he's saying, oh, you know, they're claiming it's five-star, but it's probably a three-star finish. And this other bloke says, yeah, you know what? They wanted to charge me to park my car here. He goes, you should have charged them. Why don't you park it out the front? It'll probably bring people in. It's so impressive. And I'm thinking, oh, God, here we go. Anyway. These these, you're perfect Oh, So his mate has asked this poor woman who's looking after them for soy milk three, for skim milk three times. And he comes, the woman comes back and he says, excuse me, I wanted some skim milk. I've asked for it three times. Do I have to go and milk the cow myself? Mm. An old mate staying there for 30 days turns around to the waitress and says, if you can't find the skim milk, we could always have breast milk. Oh. Oh. Oh, really? What a pig of a thing. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Delicate subject. Mm. Delicate subject. Mm. I was going through um, a box of stuff from people that uh, that were very generous to us a couple of years ago, and um, yeah, there was a little care package that got sent to us that we just never opened. It just wasn't relevant at the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, going through it, fine, 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 fine. A um, couple of people left price tags on things. Oh, that's, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, friend of mine in the media, however, gave me a candle. The candle mm. had the sticker. Of the PR company that clearly sent oh, it to kidding. them before. Oh, are you kidding? So this was, as people may remember, a time of grief, and they were oh. regifting candles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now, are there rules about occasions where regifting probably doesn't fit the moment? That is a double shit present because everybody knows that candles, just like bath salts, just like anything in the bathroom area, is a no-go for someone you care about. Can that it? is a grandma's given me this gift because she couldn't think of anything else and she's too tight to drop me a fitty. Now, 
<laughs> so if your grandmother doesn't give you more than 50 yeah. for Christmas, say, f*** you, Nana. Exactly. <laughs> that said, I am beginning to move into the scented candles world. Oh, yeah. See, if you're buying it for yourself, that's why a scented candle is lovely at home. Now, people are instantly going to think, of course, the fat guy loves this smell. But can I tell <laughs> you the smell? Chocolate fudge. <laughs> a chocolate fudge <laughs> candle. Like, you can have your apricots. Mm. You can have all of this. Mm. You can have your citrus lemon. You mm. can have your you know, vanilla bean. Yes. Whatever, you know, black ice, whatever the hell yeah, that yep. smells like. Yep. I'm presuming road accidents. <laughs> yes. But chocolate fudge candle. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Scented candle is very, very delicious. And it reminds me of that time I told you about when I licked my shower gel because it was a <laughs> creme brulee flavour. And it was a massive mistake because it didn't taste like creme brulee. Going back to your friend, though, gifting a candle is a no-no to begin with. But gifting a candle you got from a PR company. It's written on the back of it with thanks to dot, dot, dot. And, I, and I've recognised the PR company. Uh, and I didn't say a word to Sean because I thought, okay, this was all sort of, you know, gifts of great import. Yes. And the person was very lovely when they did it. But I just thought, okay, just simple tip for every time. Next time you are sending something to somebody who is, say, grieving, <laughs> check the stickers first. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. You know that Plus One and I met on Tinder. Oh, yes. And Swipe right. Oh, yes. Yeah, it is. Well done. Uh, I was having a conversation with some mates at a Christmas do the other night about uh, Tinder stories. And please head to paulandrache.com.au and email us some of your Tinder stories if you have some because I just realised it's an area, now that I'm not on it anymore, we just don't get to mine as much as we should. I agree. It is absolutely ripe for ridiculous stories. And I was chatting to one of my girlfriends who has been on a few Tinder dates. She went on a first date with a bloke and they were sort of talking about their families and, you know, what they were going to be doing for Christmas. And she said, oh, you know, you're going to see your mum and dad. And he said, oh, no, I'm, my dad's actually in jail. Ooh. And she was like, okay, then. The- it turns out that his father hired a hitman not to kill the mother, but to kill another associate. Oh, that's okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> Who in their right mind, like I am all for 100% honesty and laying all the cards out on the table. At what point in a relationship do you declare dad's in jail for hiring a hitman? Well, you it's see... It's not first date. No, it's not first date, but one of the other girls at the table brought up a fair point, and that is surely with something like that, that's something you've got to get out on the table straight up because if somebody's going to turn around and go, that I'm not interested in, a rela- you need to know that because that's going to be a big curveball later on in the relationship. You know, it's a bit like... You know, Maybe not like, but kind of in the realm of I'm carrying a bit of HIV. <laughs> like, you know? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa there, girly. All right, let's have a look at the Rachel Corbett scales of justice. My father committed a crime. I, I'm not actually involved. I'm just related to the crime versus I have a communicable disease that will kill you. I'm not seeing 50-50. I just... I, you, you were just looking for a big secret. I was looking for a big secret, and I couldn't think of anything quick enough. And now I just wish that... I'm worried that your brain just went there that quickly, too. <laughs> Especially when you've just been to the doctor. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, breaking news. Breaking news. Or should I say breaking real life news? Breaking Breaking real life news. We're having another baby. Yeah. 
Now, Rachel's not going to pretend to be surprised because she's been aware since almost the moment of conception. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, as people may or may not know, been a pretty rough ride the past couple of years. My missus is doing well. We're on track for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we know the date, but we are not revealing the mm. date. But pretty damn excited. So excited. Pretty damn excited. I am so excited. But what is very cute, one, and look, people have been through this whole ride, uh, will know, but one of the coolest things about uh, about having a little one is the little 3D photos, of course, that oh, you get. Yeah. This bubba, for some reason, is, is sort of kind of like two weeks ahead of what it should be in terms of size. It's a big baby. Ah. Right? It's on its way. Cook, 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 cook. Yeah. Um, but that does mean that in the most recent scan that we had a couple of weeks ago, uh, it's it sort of all crushed up a little bit. So the photo that we got was this sort of pudgy, kind of angry-looking <laughs> baby. Kind of yeah. shitty-looking evil eye baby. <laughs> And there's the stenographer. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh. I said, whoa, 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 sweetie. Let's not overrate the pudding. That's an ugly kid. <laughs> yeah. And I just called it, that's the ugly kid. Sean's like, you can't say that about the baby. What do you think? Do you think you're going to be able to see if your kid's ugly? Well, this is my thing. I, I've said this all the way through. I said this before Leo. He wasn't. He was gorgeous. gorgeous. But I've always thought, everyone else has had the cute kid. We're going to have the ugly kid. Mm-hmm. But it is that moment when... and. Ugly babies turn into beautiful kids. It's not mm-hmm. just because on day one. But I reckon you've got to own it. Oh, 100%. Why can't you just own? So when somebody comes and visits the kid, you just mm. go, <laughs> monobrow. Yeah. Like, totally. Why wouldn't you? Instead of people go, oh, it's just amazing. Totally. But here's the thing. As as, as a dear friend, mm. as one of my besties, mm. what's the sort of stuff that you do and don't want to hear about the growth and development of this child? Like, you, you, do you care if, oh, it's just covered its hands? <laughs> See, I find all of it quite interesting. But what I would love and what I, um, if, you know, I ever, uh, get knocked up, Hey, hey, hey. hey. Um, I just want to write down every horrible thing that nobody talks about. Like, that's the stuff that fascinates me. I ran into a friend uh, the other day who's pregnant, and she was just saying, like, some of the stuff that happens to me, I just, you know, you never expect it, but I just would never tell anyone because I don't want to admit it. Look, I've had a, a couple of really good female friends who've had babies and said, and it's not postnatal depression thing, but it's just they're a couple of months in and they go... Yeah, maybe not as magical as I expected. Totally. Because it's, yeah, think about this. I mean, it's like, how do I put this really politely? It's like inheriting somebody else's cow. You have to take care of it every day. <laughs> yeah, every exactly. day. Like, every day. Every day. There's not like, oh, I'll just take a week off. It's every, every day. day. And it's not just every day until you get your four weeks assigned holiday. It's every 90 minutes. Yes, every, every day for the rest of your life. Like, that's at the very minimum 18 years. Yeah, yeah, Like, exactly. that's a, you know. Like, oh, and don't get me wrong. This kid's out at 18. Oh. Oh, this kid's not sitting around till it's 35. Made of mine the other day, mm. and she's, she's a big podcast listener, so hello, gorgeous, you know who you are. Her brother, still at home, 39. No. Never left. No, you see, this, okay, this we got to stop people. This is what happens. I mean, this is, you're in Ronnie C territory now. Dad didn't leave home until 32 because he said, why would I go somewhere where my mum makes my lunch and um, makes my bed every I'm day? I'm telling you, this kid, whatever, whatever happens in a few weeks' time, at 18, come here, Graham, or Graham-y, <laughs> if it's a girl. <laughs> come here, Graham, on your dad's knee. I'm 18, Dad. No, no, you're going to sit on your knee for this one. F*** off. <laughs> Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Going back to old Ronnie C, we have seriously reached a new low in the conversation. He's had to get out a jackhammer and find a new low. <laughs> He's had to dig halfway to China because you guys, I mean, as any long-time listener of the podcast knows, G'day, how are you? How's the weather? 
but he's a bit sticky outside. Yeah, it's muggy. Oof. Don't forget his favourite, what day is it? <laughs> he rings me to ask me what day is it. I will ask this, though. How does he go with plus one? Because I'm imagining plus one puts on all the charm. We are having the first meeting on Christmas Day. Well. Yeah, so. So, so, so. <laughs> so it could be a Christmas breakup. <laughs> yeah, so you've done everything you can to prepare plus one. Look, he's not a great conversationist, not a lot of chat. Yeah. I'm going to put this out there. Mm. I reckon your dad is going to over deliver on oh. Christmas. All of the, like, despite the fact you have been waiting. I mean, you're, what, 46 now? <laughs> yeah. About that? In the shade. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, he's going to put your entire life's worth of conversation into this one glittering meeting with the man who has stolen your heart. See, I know this is going to be the case because in the past times that he's met certain people or, or um, you know, even girlfriends of mine or like... Did he ever meet Drainpipe Jeans? Uh, Drainpipe Jeans? No. Dear God, he wouldn't have gotten along with him. Um, they could have cried together. <laughs> they could have cried together. Um, <laughs> he has really turned it on. So the thing is, he's got no need to give me anything stellar because I'm his daughter, I've got to put up with the shit you know i've got no choice um and You're i'll stuck keep in the lift. exactly i'll keep ringing but nobody else will keep ringing so you know when he meets somebody that's not necessarily going to keep ringing or he's got to put a bit of charm on so i know he's going to do fine but the other day he called me with a couple of doozies the first one was hey rach what's an email <laughs> I was like, uh, it's what you have on a computer, uh, but you don't have a computer, so uh, you don't need to know what an email is. He said, oh, it's just I'm, I'm filling in a form um, for the motorboat club for my membership, and it just said email. I said, just put not applicable. You don't need it. So he said, okay, no worries. Hangs up the phone. Does he really own a boat, or this is a girl called Trixie? <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> then he calls me back and says, oh, me again, surname and a first name. Which one's which? Oh, come oh, on. Come on. Why does he have to ring you to say it? Can't you just mumble it around the house? Like your average crazy person? No, because remember, the neighbours are listening, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, enjoy your Christmas plus one. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Speaking of parental uh, phone manner, uh, my mother, God love her, she had a big tragedy in her life where her her precious dog has left us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she loved the dog. Fine, fair enough. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. You know, I'm not happy it's gone. No, no, no. But, you know. When it's not your dog or you don't have an interview, you know, it's hard to sort of mourn at the same level. You know, I mean, and certainly this week in the news, the threshold of stuff that makes an impact is probably not a 16-year-old dog. Absolutely. It's had, you know, four strokes and has been (laughs) drooling for a while. And every time you've gone, Holly, there's a satellite (laughs) delay before she turns around. Normally about a week. Anyway. God love her, sadly, no longer with us. But mum, understandably, my mother's very emotional. Yes. Very emotional, yes. and that's probably because she's postmenopause. Yeah. But I left a phone message the other day, because, you know, pre-baby stuff, blokes, you'll know this, ladies, you'll probably forget, excessive amount of nesting and pre-everything that must be done. Think oh. rental inspection clean, yeah. times 100. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that's where we are. Because the baby's... And if the baby gets any dust, I mean, you know, I mean, the baby... I mean, what if the baby crawls underneath the bed? <laughs> It can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, it can't. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, I'll go and buy a swoofer and I'll do the thing underneath. Is that to your liking, darling? Oh, probably have to do it again. Real story. Now, <laughs> so I ring my mum, leave her voice saying, hey, can you guys come around? And, and her husband is absolutely amazing with uh, Hammer and Nail. Far better than I will ever be. Mm-hmm. And he has been given the job of finishing off probably the great undone part of our house and setting up, which is the hanging of picture hooks. Oh, good one. Because we've rented, of course, our whole lives, so the idea of banging stuff into the wall mm. always been a bit nervy. What a wonderful movement when you get to leave the 3M hook. Yeah, that's you it. You know, when you 
don't have to have that little pull-down tab anymore. No more. I mean, I've got, you know, some of the paintings that I've got up at home, I've got about nine 3M hooks behind it because it's too heavy for just one <laughs> and they're constantly falling off the, the wall time. and smashing. What is it? It's, it's <sighs> either too hot or too cold. Yeah. Going, Surely there was an R&D lab somewhere <laughs> yeah. that worked out. Hot and cold is part of the house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got, yeah, I've got, and now I've got those Velcro ones that they've got, you oh. know, I mean, I've got the, I've got them covering the whole fray. It's a pain in the ass. So good on you for getting to the, you know, age of the knock-in hook. So it's coming, doing that. That's all great. Anyway, so I left a voicemail for mum saying, look, you know, I know you guys are busy. If you can, maybe next weekend. Is that cool? And then she rings back. <laughs> yeah, I just got your message. So, oh, are you okay, mum? <laughs> We just we just put the dog's ashes outside. Oh, shit. And I've gone, well, it's obviously a big emotional moment. Mm. So, Mum, you didn't have to call back. No, I just wanted to return your call. <laughs> no, Mum, you wanted to <laughs> show me that you were sad Correct. and get some attention. How eager shit of a kid was I <laughs> that I offered her very minimal. Oh, that's terrible. Anyway, next Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au doing a little bit of um, writing work in the advertising world and... Uh, please, please, please. I've been doing some creative. <laughs> some creative. Is they call it? They do a little bit of creative. bit of creative. Anyway, um, there's a thing, I don't know if you're aware of it, it's like a, a freelancer's kind of thing called Elance and you basically register and it's like freelance work. Anyway, you go through this thing and the ads are, I'm a musician who needs songs, lyrics and music. You will get a credit on the inside dust cover of the CD but all rights will be mine. This is the thing. I've got to say, how overblown is credit as an idea? Uh, oh, they'll know that you were involved. Oh, yeah. Such a load of crap. And then you get jobs where I have yet to see a job that pays more than 0.015 cents a word. What? <laughs> what? Who is doing work for 1.5 cents a word? So, so you give us an idea. If you write, I mean, you know, we're not going to give away too much here, but if you mm. write for, you know, a paper or a big website, what, mm. what, what's that? You get, you again, get paid per word. Yeah, right? but you'd at least get 60 cents a word. Fine. And but then... do you find when you're writing like that, that it's a little bit like, you know, a, a school essay where you only knew one thing, but you take a really long time to say it. Oh. And then he woke up on the second day, which <laughs> happened to be known as Tuesday. <laughs> and Tuesday was a funny day because it was when his mother used to, you know, like you, you, you pad. It out. Have you been watching me while I work? <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, just before we finish off the Christmas spectacular, and mm-hmm. of course we should say, yes, we've been a little tardy with the podcasts and their regularity. Uh, with Bubba on the way, uh, we're trying to work out how regular will be regular, but I promise you this, 2015, regular, back to regular, uh, weekly, fortnightly, six weekly, who knows what we decide. But there will be a regular podcast in 2015. This lovely lady has been very patient with yours truly this year, and I appreciate <laughs> it. Now, um, Christmas and mm. the Christmas Spectacular. Mm. I am a tight ass because I think I might have bought a present for about three people, and that's it. And there used to be an era where I used to buy for 30 yeah. people, 50 people, used nah. to love it, something for... And just there's nothing about going to the shops that interests me. And I'm sort of at that stage now where I have been able to convince myself, you know, buying you, you know, a, a card with Oxfam saying chicken poo in Africa <laughs> counts. <laughs> and I feel good enough. Am I... Is that... Is that 
No, I don't think you should feel bad about yourself at all. I mean, you bought me Club International. Well. From which I will read, if you don't mind. I don't think you need to worry about that at all. I am super over the old Christmas present thing. To be honest, plus one is lucky he's getting one because his birthday was on December 8th. The rudeness. <laughs> Two bloody massive events in one month. Can you... I mean, come on. And I did real well on the Christmas pre- on the birthday presents. What did you do? I, did, I got him tickets to a show about Johnny Cash that's happening in Parramatta Jail. Oh, the, with uh, Tex Perkins. Yeah, with Tex Perkins. So I got him tickets to that. He, when we went away, stupidly put his Stanley knife in a... Swiss Army knife in his say, hand. You're buying your partner a Stanley knife <laughs> for the first Christmas. His Swiss Army knife <laughs> in his hand. And luggage, so I went and got him a flash new Swiss Army knife, um, and also I took him out to dinner at a really flash place. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, I mean, it was almost, it was a fair few hundred bucks. Well, and now I've got to go around again for Chrissy. Just get it one big bow. <laughs> Speaking of which, do you want me to read okay, from this? Now, this is how we end the podcast each and every week, where Rachel reads a story, normally from Picture Magazine, but being a Christmas. Holiday spectacular. She is reading from Club International. Simply let's go old school here. Dirty words replaced with washing machine. Oh, this one's going to be problematic. This is washing machines of all countries. (laughs) I've always had a thing for foreign women. I've washing machined and washing machined every kind of washing machine imaginable. African, German, Arabic, Japanese, French, the list is endless. Firstly, African's not a country, but okay. (laughs) I know the erotic traditions of every culture and I love them all. But until recently, I'd never made it. Is this like renting a hotel room for 30 days? (laughs) (laughs) I'd never made it with a Swedish girl. It was a shortcoming my washing machine was sorely aware of. The best place to meet foreign women is at a bustling international airport. Oh, come what, on. Hang on. When they're tired. <laughs> when they're tired and they're, they're lugging around their bags. Fortunately, I live in the New York City area with its three international airports. Oh, jeez. Thank you, big one, fella. One afternoon, I decided I just had to fill this gap on my list. So I called up one of the Scandinavian airlines and got the skinny on flights coming from Stockholm. <laughs> Home. This, this is actually strangely an okay plan. This is really quite funny. <laughs> Waiting at the arrival gate, I spotted quite a few yummy-looking hotties, but my washing machine got washing machined as a rock when a gorgeous leggy blonde stewardess strolled by, her little roller suitcase tailing behind. I followed her out to the cab stand and offered to give her a lift into the city. Who's accepting lifts from a stranger at the airport? Yeah, with this guy going, hi, uh, there's one of three airports and I picked this one for you. <laughs> she looks surprised no shit yeah, really? you're a stranger but wasn't about to turn down a free ride this is such bullshit especially from a well-groomed handsome man like myself oh. her english was very good so i had no trouble finding out where she was staying when we got to her hotel my washing machine was on fire and i asked her if i could accompany to her room well hang on <laughs> probably a hospital would have been better looking surprised again she took a gander at my washing machine and just nodded i couldn't wait to give this washing machine a washing machine of her washing machine. Once we were in her room, I stripped as she walked towards me in heels and lingerie and pressed my half-naked body against hers. I began to undress her. A washing machine, washing machine, washing machine, soon washing machined against her thigh. <laughs> and I washing machined it, enjoying the effect it had on her. When she was naked, she washing machined my washing machine and washing machined it inside her washing machine. <laughs> then she worked her washing machine down the washing machine and I washing machined it. When she came up for 
What's your name? I asked her. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, she cried out, her washing machine still washing machining around my washing machine. Inga! Oh, rubbish! rubbish! Oh, look, there's still another half to go. Maybe we'll save it for next time. Merry Christmas. You're listening to Paul and Rach.